0: This was shot back in late 2019, so this is Death on the Nile. I mean, Belfast is doing really well. We were talking about it when we were doing the chart rundown. It's just had a smashing run at both the uh, the Oscars and the BAFTA nominations. Um, so this was made... Yeah, so where are know now? Just over, shot two and something years ago. Uh, following on from Murder on the Orient Express, in which Ken Branagh directed and also played Hercule Poirot. Um he once again directs and stars using Agatha Christie's source novel which was previously filmed back in the 1970s um, with Peter Ustinov isn't it Peter Ustinov yes. in the, yeah way, what date was that that was 1978 Peter which is John uh, Gilliam director so it's um it's been on the screen before uh, but using it as a kind of springboard for a a, a handsomely attired who done it so the new story begins when uh. Poirot is in Egypt, marvelling at the pyramids, preparing to enjoy tea and cake, which has it all laid out, because he's very, very kind of Excellent. likes everything to be good. Suddenly, the view is spoiled by some idiot flying a kite, flying a kite in front of the most spectacular, and he says, who is this idiot? Who could this idiot be? Turns out it's his old friend, Book, uh, son of Annette Benning's Femia, both of whom are, by strange coincidence, in Egypt too. Here's a clip. Here she is. The only woman I have ever loved, Mother. Mother, you must meet Hercule Poirot. Why? He's only the greatest detective alive. Oh, he exaggerates. No, he's quite correct, actually. You're quite the most ludicrous man I have ever seen. Not the first time I've heard this. And you're in my view. Stepping aside. Uh, Be kind, Mother. Poirot here is my friend, and he's famous. And he's joining our dinner tonight yes i cannot interrupt oh no not at all you bump my stock at the table it's <laughs> not just mother and i on holiday we're celebrating with friends it's a wedding party now you'll remember that in the in the first film there is this unbelievable moustache it's a it is a it is literally two layers i mean there's the moustache on top and then yeah. there's the moustache below in this film the moustache gets an origin story really so, yeah there is the origin of the oh. moustache so we begin um, it's a kind of, it's a trench-bound tragedy. So we begin with a whole sequence which literally does the origin of the moustache. Then we get back to the Nile. The wedding party is now on a steamer, and it is a variety show lineup of stars. Gal Gadot, Russell Brand, Sophie Okanedo, Ami Hammer, Letitia Wright, French and Saunders. I mean, every, Uncle Tom Copley and all. And there's quite a lot of setup. There's quite a lot of sightseeing. And quite a lot of, you know, there's a there's a pyramid, there's a sphinx, there's a tomb, there's a thing. After the first body hits the floor, then, okay, off we go. And then everybody is either a stiff or a suspect because it's Agatha Christie. So we spend a lot of time kind of setting up each character's individual... You know how Agatha Christie things work. Everybody, yes. everybody would have a reason for doing it. Of course. It. And so who, who who is it? So... Who is it? It's, who did it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke about the guy who doesn't tip the taxi driver who drops him at the mousetrap, yeah. So it's solidly old-fashioned, despite the fact that it's got a very sort of 21st century visual sensibility, because there's some, you know, very lovely 65mm cinematography, and then a lot of VFX from uh, from double negative to, you know, there's a lot of CG going on to put you where you are. And it's got a kind of, it's got that... You remember the thing, in the, particularly in the 1970s, there was a whole series of films in which it was a whole series of stars. And whether it was Towering Inferno or Earthquake or whatever it was, the thing was, here's a whole series of stars, and here's a thing that they're on, a boat, a ship, a tower, an, air, whatever, an airplane. And then something happens, they're all trapped together, but what you know is that with Towering Inferno, it's going to be Fred Astaire and you know, all that kind of stuff. So... It's got that going for it. And if you grew up, as I did, going to the cinema to see those movies, you have a kind of built-in affection for them. The problem with this, and I think this is much more so than with Murder on the Orient Express, which I rather enjoyed, is the mystery is never very gripping nor very mysterious. It felt a lot like, okay, we're here for the individual moments, like there's a whole subplot about Poirot now being somebody who hides behind a mask, the mustache is a mask, and the, there's, there's a reason for that. There's an emotional trauma in his past. And then he gets to hear blues music that he refers to as bluesy music. And he like, I listen to this bluesy music, but it has something, and it has tragedy. And he's very funny, as you heard in that clip, when you said you think about, you know, the greatest detective, well, not, well, actually, yes, I am. And I actually like watching Ken Branagh do that performance. Mm. But the film is very, very clunky and very, very insubstantial. And there is an awful lot of champagne and diamonds and stuff and glitter and things to distract you from the fact that really none of this makes any sense. It is a variety ship on a boat with lots of visual effects. As I came out of it, having quite enjoyed it, I mean, because I'm a bit of a sucker for this stuff, but thought it was, you know, it was all right at best. One of my colleagues wondered whether, like, do you remember when Eddie Murphy was up for an Oscar for Dream Girls, and then Norbit came out, and everyone went, Well, that's the end of that. Okay, yeah. And my this colleague rather uncharitably said, I wonder whether that's that's done that for Belfast. I don't think it has at all, because I don't think it's I don't think it's that level of not great. But it is, it is particularly coming so close to Belfast. Belfast feels like such a personal film, such a a, a film of in which there is such heart and soul invested. This feels like a variety stage show that's been well stage managed, but no more than that. And I think perhaps had it not come out so close to Belfast, it wouldn't be so evident. But the most fun that Branner is having is in the doing the Hercule Poirot, because he is funny as Poirot. But the rest of it's pretty creaky.